0: Seattle Sports Station presents The KJ Wright Show. The
1: ball is intercepted! KJ Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air! Number 15.
0: Now every Wednesday with Brock and Song.
1: Hey, I like that! Brought to you by Muckle Shoot Casino.
0: Oh, here we go, Brock. It is time. Of course, it's that time of the week. KJ Wright Show. And of course, we got KJ who is just hours. From getting on a flight to Munich, what's better mm-hmm. than having limbs as long as KJ's and being sitting <laughs> on a plane for 13 hours or whatever the heck it's going to be for you today? Uh, we will dig into uh, all sorts of Seahawks stuff. I want to just quickly pause before we get into everything that we normally do and just take one minute here and sort of address what happened last week, KJ, and obviously, um, you know, you had, there were some tweets that you had mm-hmm. put out uh, that caused controversy, talking through the Kyrie stuff, et cetera. Uh, I react it on the show on Friday. Uh, You can hear that if you missed any of it. You can go to our podcast from Friday or I tweeted it uh, at the Mike Salt. You can go find it there. Um, and then you know eventually, I know you ended up deleting those mm-hmm. tweets and kind of took some time and talked to people, listened to people, mm-hmm. learned from people mm-hmm. exactly what you know I think most people would prescribe for a situation like that. I know you yourself offered an explanation uh on Twitter for what happened, and i'm just going to leave it here if you want to go hear what k j said on the subject. Go to his Twitter page. It is a video that is worth your time. At KJ underscore Wright 34. At KJ underscore Wright 34. I say this like you need help. People finding your Twitter page. Obviously, you got got significantly more people following you than me. But... Um, it's a really good explanation and, and thoughtful uh, take on what happened. Go uh, go listen to that. You can hear it there. I th- as I said, worth your time. Well said. Uh, I will only add that, KJ, you, you and I have spoken. Yep, yep. Um, I feel really good about you, feel really good about what you've kind of said, mm-hmm. uh, our conversations together. Um, And let's just move forward. And uh, I just I know you're a good person. And I think that counts for quite a bit. So
1: thank you for that talk. Thank you for your transparency. Really, really appreciate it. Awesome. And
0: we'll continue open
1: dialogue because that's
0: uh, that's something that people can do in this day and age, but usually not in 140 characters or less. So we will uh, move on past that because we're here to talk some football and we've got some great football to talk Mm -hmm. because the Seahawks just keep winning. Absolutely. Dude, what is the deal with this team? They just keep winning.
1: How do they beat Arizona? Four games in in a row, the philosophy is still coming to life. Give the ball to Kenneth Walker 20-plus times, he will get you over 100 yards. <laughs> Give this man over 100 yards. And um you look at this defense, this is what defense is supposed to look like back-to-back-to-back to back to back performances. You know, they, they did it with um the Chargers. Like, this isn't a fluke. They did it with the Cardinals the first game. That wasn't a fluke. Mm-hmm. They built up, found a way to get turnovers. I heard uh, my good friend Brock talking about the play of the game. He thought it was Geno Smith's um, third down conversion. no. Mara, when she said it was their Ryan Neal um, forced fumble mm. before halftime, this is the thing that happens. We make game-changing plays on the defensive side of the ball to keep things going, and so – they got to go for another one. So
0: I think that's a really good point. But I'm just going to warn you: let's not build more up too much because she, when you give more too much credit, <laughs> the, the, she's already said this week she wants to be a left tackle. Like, you you got to well, be. She wants to be a left tackle so she can let salt get blown up. <laughs> that's so, said. All right. Well, hey. Either way, that's yeah. a good point. Ryan Neal. You should by have way. heard him trying to call out plays. If he was your quarterback, you'd let him get hit too. I he was, was trying to practice I yesterday. Was yeah. I, to, yeah. I, was, I was doing an imitation, obviously. <laughs> I, I would never presume to call plays by myself. I couldn't be a You know why I couldn't be a quarterback? And it has nothing to do with the fact that I can't throw, that I'm not big enough, that I'm not smart enough. All of those things are true. Yeah. That I couldn't play in the cold. My fingers wouldn't work in the cold. I would lose my voice instantly having to call out signals. And there's no yeah. way yeah. I could be a professional
2: quarterback. Why would you lose your voice?
0: I'd lose my voice very easily. You talk every day. I know, but I don't yell. (laughs) And if I had to yell every day, I'd lose my voice. I couldn't do it.
2: He's got very soft vocal cords.
1: I'm very sensitive. This is my first time hearing someone have soft (laughs) vocal cords. Very, very
2: delicate, very soft. He's had nodules removed from them. Yeah. He's got lots of issues, KJ. Lots. Of T- Good guy. thing I wasn't a professional quarterback; otherwise, such I'd be a, screwed. Such an overcomer. Hey, uh, <laughs> if, if if I got to see all the old heads, right, all you uh, gray now talking about these pups, mm. what would we be looking at? What What, what are the texts? You, Sherm, Cam, Cliff, me, Bane. Guys are watching. You're yeah. certainly still watching, Pete. There's still so much familiarity. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? These guys
1: wouldn't say it, but I would. And I would say, hey, fellas, I think these guys may, right now, be just a little bit ahead of where we were when we first came on the scene. Wow. They wouldn't whoa, whoa, dare say whoa, whoa, whoa. it. I would say it if right could, now. If you could get Richard
0: Sherman to say that, I think that
1: that would be the biggest accomplishment <laughs> of your career.
2: Okay, just hold on for posterity. Say that one, say that <laughs> yeah, one gonna more time. I, I'm just clear gonna, about now, I'll shut this. Up.
1: And week 10, in week 10, what were we in, week 10 right now? Yeah. There, there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, the question
2: is. What is? What is? What the is? The question Say is. It. Can they s- he
1: already said it. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brock tried to get that click back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They may be a little more better than what we were. Now, the question is, Brock, obviously, we sustained it. We sustained it for years. Mm-hmm. I had a 10-year career here. Bobby, 10-year career here. Cam, before he got hurt, was head to a 10-year career. Can they sustain it? But right here, right now, they are hot. They are rolling. And with the limited experience that they have, they haven't, even, they, don't, they, don't, they haven't even seen football. They haven't even seen football. You've seen it in college, but you haven't seen the best of the best of the best in um, over a year. So I'm loving what I'm seeing from these guys. They're just getting started. And once you get that chemistry going, that love, that brotherhood established even more, The Scots and Linden.
2: Well, I'm going to speak up for those gray beards and those old heads, and I'm going to say this, KJ, and I'm curious what your eyes have seen.
0: Brock's not going to try to drive a wedge between you and your friends. (laughs) Just watch. Nope, I will
2: not. But I will say what you guys did in 2011, 2012, 2013 is you built that sucker. You did it against a lot better football teams. Right now, this league, and the numbers tell you it, the, the scoring is way down. You look at uh, the, the, the close one-score games all over the place. You're playing a Tampa team this week that's running for three yards a carry mm. on the season. You have Aaron Rodgers, who's taken an enormous step back. Tom Brady is obviously 60 years old. I mean, you, you have a league right now that, and Tom Brady said it two weeks ago, KJ, and we talked about it. What's going on around the league? Bad football. It's, it's there is bad a, ball. a, a it is lot bad of bad ball. football. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, it feels as if these young pups and this young crew that's coming is getting to take advantage of some dysfunctional, disorganized bad football teams.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you see it, like that's what you have to do. You have to take advantage of what you're playing against. They're facing the greatest player of all time this week the greatest player of all time this week, can they sustain this this funk that he's in? Can they make sure that they keep Mike Evans down, keep Godwin down, keep that rushing attack to two yards? You know what I mean? Mm. And so the, the good players find a way to do that, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. Brock, I totally disagree with you on that, by the way. I, I don't think that's fair.
0: Like, I, I, I'll stand up for the for the young kids because while I agree with you that the, that the football being played in the league is down, the Seahawks should be just as much a victim of that as anyone, and these young guys are outplaying the competition in their era. I mean the time on task and the and the and the trends in the league and all the things you've pointed out that's a credit to them and a credit to their coaching staff i mean like they 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 all are doing it better than the other folks are doing it in the league so mm-hmm. i I don't think you could take away well, I'll tell for you that.
2: the one commonality between your crew and this crew is speed absolutely is violence Mm -hmm. is tariq woolen and mike jackson and kobe and neil flying out of center field like earl used to and you're Mm -hmm. starting to see in the speed with uchenna off the edge you're starting and jordan brooks running sideline you're starting to see a level of speed Mm -hmm. that you all put together at all three levels of that defense
1: yep and it's just um just from the front end to the back end guys are just really taking upon themselves to just let's put this defense together it was a disaster weeks ago guys let's put this defense here let's learn how to make this thing work let's start defeating blocks up front let's create these turnovers kobe Bryant, up this dude we're not talking about this man enough got a pick that got um He's had two picks that have been called no i know, know. forcing fumbles and um just just looking great i talked about jordan brooks uh, the other the other week just really taking advantage of this opportunity. Green Dot, I am the Mike linebacker. I'm making these calls. I'm going to make sure that this defense is in order so you have all the pieces to the puzzle. Mm. Just continue to put it together week after week after week. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Jordan Brooks, for all the players on this team, seems to be the most improved from, from last year to this year and certainly from his rookie year to this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys playing good football, and I guess you know it's sort of hard when Tariq Woolen wasn't even playing the position basically a year ago. Mm-hmm. But for what we've seen in, as veterans... His improvement from where he was last year to what he is this year I think is – pretty spectacular and a huge credit to him and I'm sure to the coaching staff as well. All right. I want to flip this to the offensive side and don't forget, make sure you're listening hard because we will have not just two, but four tickets Ooh. to give away at 8.30 this morning. So listen to everything KJ says and we'll tell you how you can win those tickets at 8.30 this morning. I want to flip it to the offense. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks have been significantly better than they've been at one crucial thing. And I don't want your take on it from a defensive perspective. We'll do it next. KJ Wright Show, Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, brought to you by Muckleshuke Casino Sportsbook.
2: This, this
0: is Brock and Saul. Power through the Alaska Airline Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10.
2: On Seattle Sports Station.
0: Alright, KJ Wright's in the building. As I said, make sure you're listening very, very carefully because we'll have a question for you here in about 15 minutes. An opportunity for you to win tickets to the Raiders game uh, here at Lumen Field. This hour is driven by Wayscar Ford. Uh, I was kind of going through this earlier, KJ. The Seahawks have been tremendous this year mm-hmm. on third downs. They are what would what we say fifth in the league? Fifth, fifth in the league. Last couple of years they were in the high twenties. They were
2: twenty third and twenty seventh.
0: Mm. How about that? Mm. So it has been a complete turnaround for them on third down. And this was the number that kind of jumped out to me. This came from Field Goals, the uh, the web the website and uh, Twitter page. Who said or Twitter feed says the Seahawks have converted on third and ten plus on passing plays six times already this season, third mm-hmm. and 10-plus. They had nine all of last year, and of those, two of them came in garbage time losses. So they, they weren't even right, relevant. Right, right. They only had seven in all of 2020. So the ability of this team to convert yeah. in third and very long is enormous. I think this is related to this other tweet. Last year, they were dead last in pass plays between 10 and 19 yards gained. They only had 82. This year, they are ninth with 64 already, pass plays between 10 and 19 yards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't that the intermediate passing game that we hear so much about for the Rams offense?
1: Absolutely. And that's what Shane Waldron's running. When we brought in Shane, that's what it was supposed to look like. The Jericho, we talked about Jericho, Jericho 2.0. And when you look at Geno, he is doing what Coach Waldron is asking of him. And when you talk about third downs, that is just, third downs is everything. It is, Coach Carroll puts this up every Monday. How do we do on third down? Were we 2 or 14? Defense, were you guys 10 for 14? How well or how, you know, bad did we do? These are just drive sustainers. This is time of possession. Every time a third down comes up on the sideline, everybody screams, punt team, punt team. And we are like, okay. And you look. Get the first down, go sit down. Hmm. And so it's just the everything, it just keeps the drives going, keeps the momentum going. If these guys can continue this, this just it's just be phenomenal to watch because it definitely plays a part in keeping the defense fresh, how, keep the offense How bad
0: going. is it when you give up third and ten plus?
1: Third and ten plus is not that bad. The worst is like third and like 12. I think the number is twelve. Okay. The number is 12. Third and 12-plus, that is just like, come on, guys. Get in front of the chains, stay right there, and just, just make it happen. Uh, the, the play that Lockett got last week is a historic third and 12-plus pl- uh, play. We call that stickers. So when he goes right there to the stick and just, just hook it up right there on the numbers. First down,
2: and so just biggest play of the game. I mean, it was the biggest play of the game. According <laughs> <to son. laughs> Depending who you talk to, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know what, I've been uh, called a wedge driver this week uh, multiple times. <laughs> Salk, uh, one of the radio hosts in Denver, a, a middle child, an instigator, a manipulator. So I, no, I've got, yeah, all no. these things I know. But you know, I've just got to ask the question, okay? And you could take it and answer whatever way you want, KJ. The Athletic wrote a big piece on Russell Wilson. This guy went back and did so much next-level stuff. And Russell versus man versus zone in his career is staggering, staggering. His inefficiency versus zone coverage versus man. People play man. He extends plays. You know, he is incredible. His number's off the charts versus man coverage. Scrambles, runs, all of it. Versus zone, it's problematic. Third and, you know, five-plus is a lot of zone. Mm -hmm. And those numbers don't lie for the Seahawks offense with Russell year after year after year after year. Struggles on third down. Mm -hmm. So in practice, what did it look like for 10 years? When you guys would practice in the offseason, when you would practice in training camp, when you'd practice against Russell, how much of this is just Geno's skill set, his eyes, his arm, his size – Versus Russell's skill set in this down and distance.
1: When you talk about skill set, let's just talk about physical physical skill set. I do believe that when you do watch Geno, he he sees it. He sees a lot of the play that he made to Disney to his right. Mm. Just just a pocket was collapsing. Geno just started stumbling, and he just looked and just made a bullet to um to Will Disley to his right. And so you look at the physical you know advantages that Geno does have. He does have the advantage to where he can see more stuff across the middle, especially when the pocket is collapsing. Because when that stuff starts happening, you just start ducking, and it's just a wrap. And, I, you know, I've seen a lot with Russell Career. He would just duck and either take a sack or find a way to scramble out to where he can see. But well, if you could just stay back there solid in that pocket, Big Ben was notorious for mm. it. And just make throws, throws to keep the drive going. That is just uh, you know an advantage that Geno Smith does have.
0: Well, and to be fair to Big Ben, it's hard to get outside the pocket when you're dragging 25 different injuries that everyone has to know about. I mean, like you got to let the camera know that you got a problem with your ankle and maybe your knee, maybe your shin, dealing with a bit of a (laughs) bad back. Do
1: that? Oh please, (laughs) stop that, that.
0: KJ. Don't discredit yourself here on
2: this show. Did he do that, Ben? (laughs) Stop. He wore a size 16 clown shoe. (laughs) Stop. He had a planner fashion and nearly amputated his foot. Don't KJ. even go
0: there, ben, Nobody's ever in the history of sports <laughs> done that worse than Ben. Not even close. Um, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because it, it does seem, though, not the Ben part, but 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 I, I was never a Russ can't see guy. I never wanted to get in on Russ is too short. Quite frankly, I, I really tried to go the opposite on that. Not that he wasn't short for a quarterback but that I felt like he always did a fantastic job of finding his own way to make the same play. Mm-hmm. And it might not look traditional, uh, yeah, but as long as the all. ball gets to where it needs to go and you're moving down the field, mm-hmm. okay, so he takes three steps to his right and makes the play. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. As he's gotten older and as he continues to get older and some of his escapability and maneuverability declines, and i I feel like maybe that's a difference, and we started to see it in the last few years and Those third down numbers to me speak to that a little bit specifically in that ten to nineteen range. How important is Gino's ability to throw those intermediate routes? and then maybe similarly, how important
1: are they to Shane Waldron's offense, which I know you've tried to to cover right? And when you look at Shane, like he has he Shane has this system. This is my baby, this is my system. I've seen what it looks like. This is what I need you to execute for me hmm. right. And if you collaborate that with someone that's oh, I've done this my whole career, I like to get out of the pocket. I like to throw the ball fifty forty yards downfield. That is chemistry. That is dynamics. And if it doesn't gel well, it doesn't gel well. You can't force that. And so, hey, I just brought you in this first year. I'm I'm Coach Carroll now. Brought you in your first year. Um, It didn't look great. We got to make a move. Geno Smith can get this done. Hmm. That is a dynamic. That is a chemistry that we are seeing coming to life. The numbers speak for itself. The QBR speaks for itself. The third down number speaks for itself. The wins it is speaking for itself. And so keep it going. You're my guy, Gino. I'm going to keep handing the ball off. I'm going to keep giving you these boots on the perimeter, these easy boots. Hey, defensive guys, I'm tired of seeing all these boots wide open. I know this my Seahawks is my team, but they're <laughs> wide open. They're so, wide open. You see the guy coming across, pick it up. Anyway, <laughs> if I'm a defensive coordinator and I see another boot – I'm, I'm going to probably lose my mind. Didn't I
0: say that to you earlier this week, Brock? Yeah.
1: That's yeah. embarrassing. I, I love how my CEOs are getting stuff wide open, but as a defensive guy, it is hurting my heart to just see <laughs> basic All right, Wee football plays wide open. Go ahead. We're going to
0: take a quick break because we've we got to reset ourselves. we got to give away these tickets. We'll have a question for people. Brock's too busy laughing uh, <laughs> at the moment in order to continue on. But I agree. Brock, I totally get it. I'm saying the same thing. Like At some point, one of these defensive coordinators is going to have to take that away. Oh, I want to know how you do that. But then beyond that, uh, we got a whole bunch of questions. we got a little story time. Brock's got a series of like five questions in a row to just elicit stories from you that I think will bring it all back to this unbelievable Seahawks rookie class. So don't go anywhere. we still got another half hour with KJ Wright. It's Brock and Salk with KJ. This hour driven by WasteGuard Ford on Seattle Sports on 710.
2: This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through
0: the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. I'm sorry, bro. G's been in here for the last five minutes, holding court with KJ. <laughs> As only G can. Uh, KJ Wright Show, of course, every Wednesday 8 to 9 uh, before KJ takes off here in a few minutes. He is going
1: to Munich. Yes.
0: Long flight to 15 Munich. 15-hour travel day. Uh, yes. And KJ is uh, his hour here. Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. I heard you I heard you went to the mall yesterday to get yourself ready. I did. You got good, nice threads here I did. for Germany. Well,
1: German. well I, I went to the mall specifically to pick up my suit because I'm going to the SEC championship game. Oh. So I'm going there in December. But then I was like, hey, I'm going to Germany. I might as well pick up some new threads. There we go. Yeah. So yes, you're going to look good while you're there. I'm going to look good. As you should. And I got a new Apple Watch as well. Oh, whoa. Big day.
0: All right. <laughs> hey, so let's uh, <laughs> let's give away tickets to people who want to go see uh, these Seahawks play the Raiders, Brock, uh, which is what, November 27th here at Lumen Field? Did right. you say four seats? Yeah, not just two. I got four seats. So well, the question's a little hard. You got to really been listening. and you got to go back here about 20 minutes. But what well, we're talking about this year's Seahawks team KJ called out one guy in particular who we said we need to be talking about more. So we're not talking about him enough. Oh, that's a tough one. And that he's, just, hey, it's four seats. Dude, we're not, we're, you know, yeah. we, we don't hold back. Who did KJ say we need to be talking about more on this team because he's doing great stuff? You're the first person to answer that question at 866-979-3776. You can be heading uh, to go see the Seahawks and Raiders at Lumen Field. Don't text it. You got to call 866-979-3776. Justin Amora will get you taken care of in the other room. All right. Quick question, and then I know Brock's got like six or seven uh, of, of sort of story time uh, questions to get to. Okay. But you, you mentioned that you're mad at the other team's defenses for not stopping all these crossing routes that the Seahawks have. These little, what'd you
2: call them, Brock? Sneak routes? They, I called them sneaks. See, KJ just called them little boots or nakeds. And I, I think it's harder than KJ's. I'm going to give the defenders some credit. This isn't just your boot. This isn't just your naked. This isn't just your flat with an over. This is, they're sneaky. Shane's sneaky, KJ. He's sneaking <laughs> these guys me, from bro. opposite the formation. Uh, and, and, you know, they're running so much of their good inside zone, outside zone. and And whether it is Noah, whether it is Luke, whether it is Colby, those guys come across the formation like they do in the run game. Right? They come back across the formation and cut off backside force. And many of these times, these routes are them doing the same exact look, but instead of blocking, they sneak their way around them out into the flat. So how do you defend that concept?
1: I hear you, Brock. I hear you. And when you're an offensive coordinator, you're drawing it up. You're drawing it up, thinking that the person that's on the defensive side won't see it. But let me tell you, oh, my God, I got to let me calm down. It's really bothered me. It's really bothered me. If you are a defender on on the on the and the the run goes away, mm-hmm. the run goes to your right. It is your job to clear anything that comes back. So, whether it's a cutback by the running back or whether it's a guy coming back on a pass across the formation, if you are a flat defender, that is your sole responsibility. Every defense. In a zone, has someone in the flats, whether it's a corner, a safety, or a linebacker. Someone is supposed to be in the flats, right? Yep. And so, guys, if the play goes away, get your eyes out <laughs> front. Your eyes, If your play goes to your right, get your eyes to your right to see
2: anything comes back. It's, to me, but here's the problem, KJ. Here's the problem. Not only are they sneaky in their formation, but if you're sitting there trying to tackle K9 – this this dog that cuts back and hits home runs on the backside, don't you have to hang in? In particular, linebacker. I'm not talking the safety or the corner. Maybe that. Maybe the safety for sure. The linebacker doesn't. You have to give a little bit more. Like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure this dude doesn't cut back because he cuts back. <laughs> he makes me miss. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. He's gone.
1: Brock. No, it's either a run or it's either a pass. <laughs> And you could tell the difference. You could tell the difference between a run or a pass. And so, pin the hip. We call it pin the hip. Pin the hip. And the the thing, Brock, they tell you before the play is coming. I see Lockett. I saw Lockett catch one last week. What is Tyler Lockett doing this close to the line of scrimmage? And what is Tyler Lockett doing coming back across the formation? It's a pass. (laughs) It's a pass. And so... This it's really hurting my heart to see basic stuff. Mm. Give me a Fumbaruski um backside boot reverse um, that they didn't remember the Titans to, to yeah. get beat on. Do
2: something. Well it speaks it speaks to what we were talking about earlier, bad football.
1: And I'm telling you, I expected to, for this to happen during 2020, bad ball. But for some strange reason, it's happening in 2020.
2: Because dudes don't work, KJ. They don't practice. They don't go to OTAs. It's voluntary. They don't go to training mm, camp. They don't play something. in They don't play in the preseason. I got this. I'm good. I've banked all this experience in the past. Why, why do I need to be at OTAs?
0: You don't want to get me started on
1: OTAs. Keep, keep going. Keep you don't want to get me started on voluntary KJ, workouts. why do
2: I need to be in training camp? Why do I need to even play in the preseason? I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Do you go to voluntary workouts? Every day. Didn't, and so, didn't so, miss a beat. so
0: I, every year, a couple guys wouldn't show up to voluntary workouts. Some friends of yours <laughs> would, you know, the only time you could possibly go to Haiti, I know, was during that time. It was the only time. I love Cliff. It was the only time you could go. It was the only flights, unfortunately, available were during voluntary OTAs. Wouldn't it have been better to go to those OTAs?
1: I'm an OTA guy. Okay. I'm I'm like, if, when, if I become, no, if I'm a head coach. OTAs is low-key mandatory. Right. If you're not here, you're sending a message to this team how important football is to you. And you know what right. this team had I'm this good. year, I'm KJ? Done. I'm going to
0: retire. Thank you, KJ. I yeah. appreciate it. I'm done here. I've done everything I need to do in this business. Thank you, everybody. Good night. We're all done. The mic has been dropped.
2: See you, Salt. Bye. See you later. So, so I was making this point yesterday. It was my epiphany. It was my little secret sauce that the more I've listened to Pete talk about his staff and these players, KJ, go back. Who played more reps and snaps in the preseason than anybody else? Starters. Yep. Gino played every preseason game. Yep. Abe and Shell and Cross played Absolutely. into the second
1: half. Absolutely.
2: I mean, they had more time on task than anybody else. Okay. That, I'm, I'm, not, I'm done with that. Uh, we are going to get to story time because I put you to work last night. I texted you. Before I get to that, I just want this answer. Ken Walker is whom? In your 10. 11-year career, Who does he all remind running you backs, of? all the running backs you had to tackle, and you're watching this dude right now. <laughs> is there a running back you played against that when you watch this dude jump in the air, body control, power, speed, is there a running back he reminds you of?
1: He's a combination of a bunch of dudes, Brock. He's not just one guy. When you talk about his, his balance, that's, that's Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Hit him, and he keeps going. He keeps going. When you talk about his patience, that's Le'Veon Bell. Like he just sit back there, back there. Boom! Finds a way to get out of there. And when we look at his ability to break tackles. That's obviously um, that's obviously Marshawn. <laughs> and so he's just a comp, you know, he's just a a mixture of all these guys put in one. And then you talk about his breakaway speed. This man hit 22 miles per hour. I don't realize he was that fast. Yes. And so he doesn't have that. Initial zero to 100, he has that build up once he gets in the open field.
0: Chris Johnson.
1: What no? Well, Pete
2: said LaDainian Thomas. I'm just trying to come up with another name, yeah, a yeah, fast yeah. guy. Yeah, so yeah. like Chris
1: Johnson's the name. I was thinking of Derrick Henry. Derrick Dude. Henry, that's a big man. That's my guy. And I love when Derrick he's Henry. running, you, you think you want to catch him because he's so big. Yeah,
0: Pete said LaDainian Tomlinson was his comp in general for, uh, for, for Kenneth Walker. Brock said Thurman Thomas, which is another good one. I was going Old back schooled. a little Old ways. Schooled. I mean, good. Thurman was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but I, the Kamara thing is, I actually think that's one of the more interesting comps because of, your are right, it seems like he just sort of slides his body slides. a little bit so that guys bounce
1: off of him. Yep. Kind of like glancing blows or something. Yep. You think body you have a control. surface level, but uh, a surface area to hit <sighs> him, but he just maneuvers his body to where it makes him so
2: hard to bring down. Okay, you got plenty of time here. I texted you and saw it last night. I, I want to try to do something we haven't done yet. We're past the halfway mark now, and these rookies... They're still rookies, right, until first game of their second year. But I want you to go back in the, in the way back machine. Okay. You did it at the start of the show, by the way. If you miss that, holy smokes, KJ dropped them.
1: <laughs> They're going to be mad at me. Oh, yeah, all the, all the old heads going <laughs> to be
2: really mad at what KJ says. But I'm curious, when you go back to Earl, Cam, Bobby, Sherm, even Averill Bennett to a degree, but those other four, when did you know they were dudes? When did you know? We're starting to say this about this rookie class. Yeah. When did you know that Earl was Earl?
1: When I first came on the scene, um, all the fellas got together l- last week, and uh, we was talking about Earl, actually. And we was like, there has been no one in Seahawks history that watched more film than Earl Thomas. Hmm. They thought that this man iPad like had a malfunction because he had so many hours on his iPad. And when I tell you this man was consistently zoned in, locked in, like he had, we talk about tunnel vision, that was Earl Thomas. The way he loved football, how much time he put into it, the way he approached the game, I don't believe there's been anybody quite locked in the way that Earl Thomas was. Hmm. And it definitely showed on the football field. And so, when, absolutely.
2: When did, when did you know with Cam?
1: Same. Well, I know that Cam was gonna be the man that he was, like the dog yes. that he was, the yes. hard hitting beast that he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rookie year, we um, was playing the Cleveland Browns. My, one of my all time favorite plays was a, a run, the, the 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 like the three to six game that that Cleveland oh, yeah. game. That,
0: that's everyone's favorite game. Yes. When um, I anybody saw, who got to watch that game remembers it fondly. I, I saw it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Check down, Charlie. I saw Cam literally take a grown man running full speed lift his cleats out of the ground like the man cleats where where his helmet should have been that no one does that no one does it and i seen it in real life with my own two eyes i was like oh my god this man is an absolute monster
2: how did he how did he do did that show up like in the weight room like it, you know so you have all these young players you have coaches right now listening k j and and you know young players l li- gonna listen to this like what did, did you see it off the field it was did, he a weight room beast did he power clean four hundred fifty pounds but what, you, when you look at his body his lower body
1: is small he has like these small legs, but his hips are just everything for cam is hips so what you said is it's clean it's cleans it's clean pools and thrusting that's what that's what he did and so i'm small lower body but that hip
2: power was just are
0: you making me uncomfortable please stop thrusting your (laughs) hips here in the studio
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's a family family program come on i got two more and one of them's your buddy next to you when did you know that bobby wagner was that special
1: Same thing. When he first came on the scene, Bobby came with, like, this professional demeanor, this serious demeanor. Like, I'm here for a reason. Like, I'm going to be cool. Yeah, we're going to be boys. But, no, I'm here for a reason. I'm here to be the Mike Linebacker. I'm here to put together a Hall of Fame resume. And when you looked at him from his rookie year all the way to the last time I was together, his routine was something I always admired. Mm. I loved the way he came to work the same. I love the way that he, he ate the same breakfast. He watched film in the hot tub the same time. Bobby just put together a routine that he stuck with his entire career. And he came on the scene with it. He was just a professional since day one. <laughs> That's what
2: I always admired about Bobby. So he was a year younger, right? You've yeah. been there a year. Dude walks in, second round pick. And you, you could feel that immediately.
1: I knew it. And um it's, it's funny because Coach Norton's like, hey, this rookie, he don't get to say nothing. You call the huddle. You show him how it's done. You could just look at Bobby. He just had like this look on his face, <laughs> like. Mm, but 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 he just learned from me. But when the, you know when I passed, I guess passed the play calling off to him. He just took it off with strides. He wasn't the dime guy. <laughs> I was the dime guy. He wasn't the nickel guy. It was myself and Leroy Hill. You could just see how upset he was. But he just sat back. He learned. And when he got that, he just. Put together, obviously, a gold jacket career.
2: Were you in Sherm same year, same draft class? Oh, yeah, 2011. Yeah. Oh, wow. Come on now. Yeah, I know. We all give this love to 2012. 2011 wasn't a bad class either, huh? I, th- I think 2012 got us beat. Yeah, but 2011 was good as well. Yeah, 2011 might feel a little bit like this class uh, right now. So, uh, yeah. last one. Your draft mate, Sherm.
1: What do I start with, Sherm? <laughs> what do I start with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Just his personality, man. Like, anybody he came across, like, he just brought so much life to people. He just brought so much life to people, and um, he just made everyone so comfortable and happy, always
2: cracking jokes. and Everyone? Um, everyone? I mean, when he told Skip Bayless that he was better at life (laughs) than Skip, I think he gave Skip
1: exactly what he wanted. I don't know what you're talking about. I think Skip
2: loved that. Let me rephrase
1: myself. Majority of his teammates, (laughs) about 99.9% of his teammates. Uh
2: huh.
0: Did you guys feed off that? His energy. I mean, like his – his, maybe the word is brashness, like his just ability to just be like, yeah, I'm going to go down to New Orleans because I'm better than
1: Darrell Rivas, and tell everybody about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like him grabbing the pom-poms from a cheerleader, him um, doing the dances, him um, the after we beat the 49ers screaming at Aaron Andrews and took the camera talking about cra- Crabtree. That stuff is legendary. That stuff is going to last. <laughs> that stuff is going to last like 50 to 100 years from now. His, that his moment
0: is truly unbelievable. It really is. Like when you think about what he did in that moment and just, he looks like he's totally out of his mind. Like he has no idea what he's
2: saying. You Who know- was talking about you? <laughs> so good. Did you know going into that game? Crabtree. What do you the mean? Ha- the hatred that he had for Crabtree as a player. N- I had no clue. <laughs>
1: like what are y'all mad about? Where, where did the beef start? What are you mad about? It seemed
0: like it kind of started in Richard's head. And I mean, then, just like but, whatever
1: he needed to get himself pumped but, up. But in Crabs Tree's defense, like, bro, don't come to me shaking my hand after you just. He just came, like, this is my lowest moment in my career. <laughs> I don't know if it was a petty handshake or like, hey, bro, much, much respect, bro. Mad right. love to you. And so. And Crabtree's defense, yeah. I would have probably like, bro, get out of my face, <laughs> get, get, out, get out of my face,
2: okay? So, a little different. I didn't text you this, and Salk, you dropped the mic, so you're done, okay? After you, you dropped the mic 10 minutes <laughs> ago, so to listen, yeah, me and KJ, you can take my hands off the wheel. <laughs> so, but, but when you, when you speak of, of you mad, I mean, you have to point to 2012, and the fact that you're flying to Germany and oh, the dude God. is still playing, right? And it was Sherm going up to Tom Brady in 2012, right? You mad, bro? What you so mad, bro. Right. And now you see Tom Brady. You can see him in person in in Germany still doing this. Take me back to that matchup in twenty twelve. How big a deal actually was it then to beat Tom Brady in twenty twelve for your group and for the entire team?
1: Here we go, Brock. Jess, when we when we played that game, you got just this is this is the guy. This is the guy. And we we are these young pups and um, you know, trying to get on the map, trying to find ourselves. Once we won that game. That was the game. We knew how special we were. Once we beat those guys, we knew how special we were. When when Russell made that bomb to Sidney Rice, when um Sherm got that, that fade ball interception, we knew that we can beat Tom Brady, the man, hmm. the GOAT. We are going to be a really special team. So what happens, just to bring
0: it back now to this year's team. Sorry, Brock, I'm going to tap back in. W- right. What happens when a team realizes, KJ, that they're in contention? that, you know, you've kind of gone through half the year, and that's where the Seahawks are at right now. They've mm-hmm. gone through just over half the year. They're 6-3. and three. Yep. They're in first place in their division, couple-game lead here over the Niners. Uh, that schedule down the stretch is not horrible. I mean, there's some uh, good teams yep, on their schedule, yep, yep. but it's not ridiculous, and, and they're certainly, you know, for them to go 5-3 and three or 6-2 and two the rest of the way is not yep. out of the question at all. What happens to
1: a team when they realize that they're in it? You know what happens? You know when you, like, look at someone's eyes, you can see, like, that, that glow, in someone's eyes like oh it, it you got that look in your eyes like oh, oh, oh this is what it looks like I could look in your eyes I could feel your energy like when I'm when I'm around you I don't even got to say anything to you I could just connect with you brother to brother I could walk with this walk knowing like hey we about to get this done <laughs> and so it's just like a physical connection that you have a look when you look at your boy the way y'all practice the way that you approach the building the way you get off the bus on the on the road game it's just so many things that go into it and you just have that feeling and you just have that chemistry like oh my god we are for real
2: and I so know this oh go ahead and so
1: where we are what's the record six and three? six and three mm-hmm. come on now six, that, that's when you get it six and three This game, when they get this one going into a bye week... You know, this team
0: is so interesting, too, because they're not... Look, they were doubted. Nobody thought they'd be good. Nobody thought
1: Gino would be good.
2: And they're like, Yeah, we're good. We don't need to...
1: and I'm curious. That, go ahead,
2: Brock. Go ahead, Brock. Well, Gino played it week one. One day. But no. no. G- yeah, Gino, Gino right. had every opportunity right there on national television. And he, and he said. as right, like, big I an mean, interview as <laughs> anybody else. Right? And not, not the Sherm interview because it's week one. Right. But it was Russell. It was Dallas. It was all that. And he's like, yeah, haters wrote me off. Not writing back. And you know what, his personality and Jordan Brooks' personality and all these rookies' yeah, personality, yeah. and we hear from Pete over and over and over and over again. Shane Waldron's personality. I mean, Clint Hurts got a little bit to it. Sean Desai's personality. That's not the way this group's wired. No, nope, absolutely. They don't have all those guys that we just referenced and went back in story time. That was, their, that was their wiring. It's, that was Sherm, right? Yeah. I mean, that was Earl. That was all of their wiring. <laughs> yeah. That's not, you know, you're going to get on that plane today, KJ. That's not this group's wiring.
1: Absolutely. It's a, combination, it's a combination of their personality and phenomenal leadership, I believe, by Coach Carroll. You cannot tell me that Coach Carroll is not in that meeting room on Mondays, on the night before the game, saying, hey, guys. Ignore the noise. Hey, guys, don't give the media anything, mm. anything to get our minds off track and off focus. And so when I talked about week two, no, when, before the yeah, season, was. The, the leadership of Coach Carroll is going to decide the success of this football team. This man is the coach of the year so far. And so you cannot tell me that he's not telling these guys certain messages How to approach
2: the game, how to approach the week, how to talk to the media to keep this flow going of this football team. Well, even further, KJ, they learned a lesson too. And you called it out Oh yeah. You called a spade a spade week two Mm. after they had took all that emotion, right? And Pete told us, he echoed your sentiments I didn't do a good job because yeah. I played on all that emotion. The, the letdown he, game right yes, afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Because he played on all that emotion. He didn't let go of was that emotion. Against Atlanta? No. No, uh, San, San, Fran, San, Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. San Fran went yeah. down there and they Oof. and it was yeah, they almost had some of that. Yeah, look at us us against the world and it's shallow. That can be a very shallow hmm. chip on the shoulder emotion and you can't if your guys ain't wired that way. This one's about confidence. Yes. It is, and belief.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pretty powerful tool. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so this week you got you facing the, the great Tom Brady. Um I'm very interested to see if the situation presents itself. Situational football. All right, here we go. Let's take the next step as a unit. Situational football. Two-minute drill. How, how do we perform before the half and of the game? Because that's, that's what the situation is going to come down to. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest, guys. This is going to be a close, tight game. I know Tom Brady has been struggling. He's
0: only played like 270 of those in his career.
1: O- only 270. Right. And so let's see how well situational football does. We haven't seen Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Hey, Geno, the ball's in your hands. We're down four points. Um, a minute 32 timeouts. Go win the ball game for us. something is going to present itself and uh when we go to Germany isn't it crazy that hasn't happened I've been
0: talking about that for a while like it's like the one thing we haven't seen him have to do yet
1: yeah and and, and it's going to present itself <laughs> it's just a matter of time when the ball's in the quarterback's hand let's let's get it done John. Justin we got a winner who we got who we got? We do, we do. We have a
0: Jeff and Shoreline. That makes sense. I knew Jeff would know it. Of all the no. people, of all of our listeners, Very I knew excited. Jeff would know the answer to Four that. Four tickets. He's pumped. Four tickets because he Congrats. knew that Kobe Bryant, pumped. right, was a guy we're not talking yeah, about enough. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job, I guess Jeff. The Raiders. Kobe has been pretty good, man. He keeps punching the ball out. He keeps getting his picks taken away, though, by things that have nothing to do with him.
1: Hey, I see you. That happened to you ever? I see you. No.
0: You never had a pick taken away or fumble recovery where somebody else had a penalty? I dropped most of my
1: picks. <laughs> <laughs> I know you was waiting for it. You was waiting for me to say it. You was looking like you was looking for we had that. You had it. that gleam in your eye, right? Like, right? we didn't even
2: need to contact. How many melatonin you taking on the way to Munich?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I pack my Advil PM. I'm not going to take any. I'm there just going to wait until I like, get there. Yeah. Oh, All right.
2: okay. Well, we're going to let you go. Thank you. Have a
0: no. great time in Germany. You can stop doing those hip thrusts from Cam now. You, we, we, the conversation's been over for 15 <laughs> minutes, and KJ's still here moving his hips. I don't know what the deal is with that. but uh, We'll see you next week. You, I Dallas. hope you're uh, you're ready to come back and be strong yeah. and enjoy Germany, man. Well, I'm
1: really. jealous. That seems like a blast. I want to see a really, really cool castle. And who are you? Ooh, castle. I just want to see a castle. All right. Like, from medieval times. Are you yeah. – who are you going to be with? You, you gave me a list of people. Legends, who are you hanging out with? Um, Lofa Tatupu, yeah. Sean Locklear, Leroy Hill, David Hawthorne, Matt McCoy. That's a good group. Seahawks linebackers. Wow. Mm. Yes. A Seahawks linebacker crew. I'm so excited. Wow. How about that, Brock?
2: Have a great time, bud. Enjoy. Okay, thank you, guys.
0: Thank you. That's the KJ Wright Show. It's, of course, brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. Uh, Brock did – who did you have this past week? Who's mad at you? Texas? Yes. Oh, yeah, the Texas people are super mad at Brock. You're going to want to stick around and listen to this. we got some mean tweets coming up next. Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports, on 7-10.